Welcome into Missing the Point and the returning triumphant Power Rankings show. I am your host, DK Sizzle, Dave Clark. We're here with the uh, the usual suspects, Joe Malkin and Bob Kelly. I, uh, I'm really excited because we took a week off for Thanksgiving. You know, we all spent some time with our families. A lot of good football happened. A lot of really cool matchups. It was a great red zone day last Sunday. Like a lot of really cool, uh, a lot of really cool matchups happened. If you're watching this on the YouTube and you're and you're wondering why I'm draped in the Irish tricolor, it's because the British royal family has somehow invaded the TD Garden. And we seem to be celebrating that for some God unknown reason. Pretty sure America fought a war against them, but so did my native country of Ireland. So I stand in solidarity and protest against that useless organization. Go watch the fucking crown if you want that. Like it's it's Celtics basketball. It's a fucking Irish town. Get out of here with that. Anyway, we're talking about football. We're talking about football this week. That's what we're doing. Gentlemen, I'm excited to be back. It's been a little bit of a crazy week, like I said, but I, I I'm I'm pretty sure that's becoming the uh the the siren song of this show. I feel like it's been a bit of a crazy week every week. This one might have actually been a little bit more tame. So uh, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're definitely going to get to the 2017 running back draft class at one point because they just had themselves a fucking week. I mean, it might be the greatest season, bro. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's crazy. It might be the best running back draft class in history. I can't think of a better one, and I'm not going to. And we're definitely going to do a little talk about some bets at the end of the show. We're going to mainly the thing we're here for is to talk about the power ranking. So I'm going to start us off with a number 10 with a bullet. The Baltimore Ravens. Now, I have to tell you guys, a few shows now, I've, I've, I've kind of plugged them as a dark horse, but I saw some disturbing stats over the weekend. And not to mention their obvious fourth quarter troubles and, and their sort of inability to close out a game efficiently and, and put a team away. But apparently, the only quarterback worse at the deep ball than Lamar Jackson statistically this year is Zach Wilson. So that disturbs me, especially since, especially since I've been high on Lamar's arm on the eye test. Now, I think we've discussed thematically, uh, Joe, the underneath throw being a really great way, if you do it effectively, to hide a lot of deficiencies in the quarterback position. My question to you is, is this going to be a problem for the Ravens? And when you get to the playoffs, is that deep ball necessary? Do you no. need that deep ball to win a Super Bowl? Do you need it? Go ahead. No, and and here's why. I, I this Ravens team is really good. They're just not fully healthy right now, and and I feel like we've been saying that all season about them. Uh, if it's not Gus Edwards or Kenyon Drake or Mark Andrews or or uh, the rookie tight end there, likely they, there's always somebody that's on the bench because they're injured, and when they get healthy. Those deficiency will deficiencies will be hidden again because that John Harbaugh offense uh, is very similar uh, to a dink and dunk style of offense, and it, it works for them. I mean, they have the second best tight end in the NFL in Mark Andrews. They have a, a great rookie tight end, and not to mention because I have to mention it every week when we talk about the Ravens, they do have the best kicker of all time. So I I think Lamar can get away with not being able to throw that deep ball. I think they're going to climb the rankings here in, in the next few weeks because I, I think a couple of these teams are going to slip uh, to that we'll, we'll get to shortly. But no, when they, he doesn't need the long ball. He is bad at throwing the long ball, but his arm is very good. I mean, look, look at Madden ratings, right? Dave, like, so what if his, if his long ball rating is a 70 because his medium range and short range, ball, range balls are 95 
and his ability to read the situation and know when to take off uh, is is insane. I mean, he's just such a good quarterback. I actually think he might, just looking at him, he might be underutilized by John Harbaugh, and I don't know how to utilize him the correct way, but he's doing a hell of a job down there with what he's got around him. And that was something that we I don't think we necessarily said on this show about Lamar Jackson, but I think it was kind of hinted at in, in the media and around the NFL that, you know, can this guy succeed when he faces adversity? And right now he is, by all intents and purposes, succeeding facing adversity with a lot of guys that have been on the shelf. So, no, I, I like this team. I'm with you, Dave. I'm a big, big proponent of the of the Ravens. I think they're going to climb this top 10, and I think they're going to do very well towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. I agree that he's, his ability to read the game is definitely, like, jumped up several yeah. times over this this uh this season and i think as much as me and bobby were a little bit all over john harbaugh at the start of the the season and his decision making in regards to game management i do believe that they're kind of getting it together my concern isn't necessarily that he doesn't have the deep ball bobby it's that he still fucking throws it <laughs> like he still fucking puts it up and he did he i mean he definitely did slice up who the fuck did they play last weekend uh, he definitely did slice. He did definitely did slice up uh, the Jaguars a little bit on the deep ball, especially towards the end of the game. But the problem is, if you suck at it, the other team comes down with it half the time. So, and the problem is, maybe Jacksonville's getting better. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, like we slept on him a little bit. Maybe when you have Urban Meyer as your coach, you shouldn't really be judged for like what your rookie season is. Maybe all that's true. But if you're genuinely a Super Bowl contender in in the Baltimore Ravens. That statistic is true about Lamar Jackson, and you look like you look in the fourth quarter. Are you putting your hard-earned money on this team, Bobby? I, I'm just, I'm, it's mm-hmm. start, I'm starting to get a little concerned about them. It's, it's scary. It, what scares me is the inability to put teams away, man. And, yeah. and you know what I mean. If you can't put away the goddamn Jacksonville Jaguars in the fourth quarter, right? I, I know that was like Trevor Lawrence's come to Jesus moment this past week. That was a, that was a sure. big boy drive. Couple sure, sure. big boy throws in that drive, and that and that that going for two, uh, that decision oh, to go for rough. two. Like I don't want to awesome. take anything away from the Jags because honestly, that took a brass set of balls, and it like, did. That that throw, I agree with you. That was probably the best throw of the day. Uh, yeah. The way you let him like that, like he he threw it perfectly. There was one angle, and I'm sure you saw it from basically behind the throw, and watching the football just curve out to the only place, like the the place that only his receiver. It was magic. It was yeah, it beautiful, was genuinely yeah. beautiful, and I really think that he changed a lot of minds, Trevor Lawrence, that day, but. They're not a playoff team. They're not in the power ranking, yeah. so they're not our concern. Like, we're not trying to shit on them, Jaguars fans. We're not. But we're here talking about the Baltimore Ravens, and I just think, I don't know. I just think if that's the Chiefs, you just don't see that throw. Yeah, no, completely agree. Completely agree. And the, see, the thing is, is with the Ravens, is this is, how many games is this? One, two. Ten. F- no, so they've blown, I think it's four fourth quarter leads. Right. Of more than ten ones. points so far this yeah. season, and, yeah. and 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 that's kind of been an mo for me for Harbor. This this has been a theme so far, and I, I can't believe it's not more talked about even now after so right. many fourth quarter blown leads. But like, is this the ceiling for this Harbaugh team for this Harbaugh regime? Because it seems like this is what happens year in and year out. Is like the Ravens are talented, the Ravens are a championship contending team, but. It's the same shit every single year. They blow fourth quarter leads and and they they at times look magical. They look like, you know, unbeatable at times. But there's times where you're just sitting there like, what the hell is going on over there, man? And, and 
honestly, them being at 10 is just like a, it's more of a, a Lamar Jackson and what his ceiling is respect ranking. But I, I don't, I wouldn't put my harder money in the playoffs against one of the better teams in the AFC. I wouldn't do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and it'll yeah, probably I, be a fourth quarter blowout. It'll probably be them blowing it in the fourth quarter. Right, Joe, exactly. You're, you're going to be pulling your hair out. That's Joe, that's what this team. Let me does ask you something, honestly. Do you think that the, there's a world where like the Harbaugh, the proven Harbaugh coaching system, is becoming dated? And oh, absolutely. It, now. It, it's very to me. It's very similar to the Belichick style, and that's what I was going to kind of rebut Bobby with. Is that like? Sure, Lamar's got a ceiling, and and he definitely has. I mean, every every player has their ceiling, right? We we've seen it with with a lot of guys, and sometimes you can make up those deficiencies. And speaking of the Ravens, we saw that in two thousand uh, when Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl with arguably one of the greatest. A different. That's a different of era of football. No, it, it's a different era of football. But when you have the pieces around you, and and Harbaugh clearly hasn't changed. He's he's always been subpar at managing the clock. Uh, along with guys like Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, they're they're not good clock managers. But my my rebuttal to Bobby kind of and and I would say and and I don't think you necessarily disagree with me, Bobby. But when you're when you're you have the same coach, and we see it year after year after year. We saw it when they had Flacco at quarterback. We see it with with Lamar Jackson. We've seen it with Ray Lewis, one of the best linebackers of all time in the in the front seven for the for the Ravens. It is Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh. I mean, when it comes down to brass tacks and you want to know why the Ravens just can't get over that hump, it's John Harbaugh. And it's funny because he's a top 10 coach in the NFL. They yeah. did he get over that for hump, a very long though. time. In but fairness they to them, they, they did at one point get over that hump. <laughs> they did. Bring, no, bring absolutely. They did, get, they did get over that hump. But I mean, but, you know, we could have the but same. But the quarterback nowhere near Lamar. as good as Lamar Jackson. He's elite. Elite, bro. He's elite. He's elite. No, Joe nowhere, Flacco? nowhere near as good. Nowhere yeah, near right. as good. I mean, Flacco, Flacco had his had his really good seasons. He had a couple of playoff runs that were absolutely incredible. I mean, li- literally some of the best players. One. He was one. He well, he had two. He, he had four good back. games. Uh, let's um, say one. Let's let's agree to disagree on one. All right, good all right let's say run. one. Fine, it was I'll, an incredible I'll, I'll playoff one. run. It was one but, of the best playoff runs ever. I agree. But, it but Lamar Jackson made him Lamar Jackson, of millions of dollars. Lamar Jackson has never had that playoff run. So, and I'm not saying that that Joe Flacco is better. I'm saying that the common denominator here is John John Harbaugh. That, yeah, that's since, the common denominator. Since that season, uh, which was 2012, the Ravens have made it to the playoffs four times since 2012, and they have not gotten past the divisional. So they're it, uh, two and four. They have two playoff wins since Ray Lewis left. Since is, that, is regime. that right? Well, well, I mean, hold on a second. That's I feel like that's a little bit of a misleading stat because they had a full rebuild. They had a full rebuild on their hands around like a, a young quarterback who isn't traditionally the pocket guy that you're going to be. They easily did change able the to... entire offense. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's that's going to take a second. You know, I it's as as a Bears fan, I get stats like that leveled at my team a lot, and it's like, well, I mean, Jesus Christ, 
Uh, yeah, we've been terrible. <laughs> I understand, but I think uh, we've probably spent enough time on the Ravens. It is it is an interesting topic only because like I think it they're they're sort of a beautifully flawed team. I think they they have the potential to like you said not Bobby not make it past the divisional game again, and nobody's surprised. Nobody has a big heave haw, but at the same time. I don't think anyone would be that surprised by Lamar Jackson just flicking a switch and going on a, a Joe Flacco, if, if you will, playoff. Seventeen run. I, touchdowns, I, one interception. Just, but, but I, but I wouldn't put it past Lamar. I, I genuinely wouldn't. Like I, I've seen the dude just absolutely fucking ball out all season, and like if he wants to decide to win a football game, he can uh, a yeah. lot of the time. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but. I just don't. I don't feel as safe in their in their loving embrace as I did a couple of we weeks do, ago. We do. We do got to be careful criticizing, or else we might get criticized and told oh, that we eat too much dick. So, yeah, that was awesome. That? I, I'm, I, yeah, like, I to, to be quite honest with you, I I love that from him. Yeah. <laughs> like that poor bastard <laughs> with like one of probably thousands, hundreds of thousands of <laughs> troll comments, and he won the fucking lottery that night. <laughs> eat a dick. Eat a dick. Lamar Jackson tells you to literally go eat a oh, dick. Oh man, I want. It looks that. like that, that you might be good at eating dick. That's what it was, yeah. right? That's what they sh- they should. If he does win a fucking Super Bowl, they should emblazon that on the fucking Lombardi Trophy. Eat a dick, Lamar Jackson, twenty twenty two. All right, moving on to like the uh, to the to the New York Jets after the after the lovely and hearty discussion about the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they're sliding, guys. They're sliding. I I would love to be able to just immediately play the clip of us all high on the Jets, not like four weeks ago, because of. You know, Sauce Gardner and some like very fun playmaking players that they had uh, kind of littered throughout their roster. Uh, I think once the whole Zach Wilson debacle went down, we haven't really gotten I know it seems like kind of a, a while ago now, a couple weeks ago now, but we haven't actually had a chance to talk about the whole Zach Wilson thing. Um, he's obviously trash. And any team that has a quarterback controversy of that magnitude this late in the season is Quite frankly, I hate to cross off a, a power rankings team, but they're an automatic cross off to me when you have a, a quarterback situation like that happen. So, I mean, I know it's a little bit of a of an aggressive take. So, if you guys think I'm being too harsh on the Jets, like feel free. But, uh, Bobby, what what do you think the rest of this Jets season is going to look like? And do you genuinely believe you're going to type in J E T S to your next week's power rankings? I, I think. We're going to learn a lot about them this week. Listen, that defense. Don't we real. know a lot about them at this but, point? Well, yeah. So what it is. It's like right week now, 13. It's, it's, but so Mike White actually does look like a, a, an average NFL quarterback. And that's really all because I don't know if you Mike noticed, White coming but, into and throwing four good passes is not going to. But that's four more. That. That's four more passes than he. Than and Zach the, and the bar being throwing. set incredibly low right before he comes in is Bro, not. Like I'm just, I'm up. just saying that if. Mike White was the quarterback against the Patriots. The Jets win that football game. And I don't think there's really that much. Oh, no way. No Bro, way. Zach Wilson was so bad at that game. He was bad. He was really uh, Dave, bad. Dave, I just want to mark game. down that Bobby brought up the Patriots. Not true. You brought up Belichick a while ago. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. The over-under is already cashed. But um, I hate to say it. If they can go into Minnesota and be, yes, I know, a very flawed Minnesota team. I think we learn a lot about them because listen, this team, this team's two weeks away from beating the they're not Bills. Gonna. They're not, they're not gonna. going to. I agree. We're, we're doing an if then on a situation. As much as it's like I agreed, it's Minnesota. They're not going. They're not they, going to beat the fucking Vikings. They have a top five defense in the league though, and that's why they're here. And 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 technically, right now they're in that playoff spot. What are they seven and four? Right. Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. 
I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electricast. Well, and, that's, and that's what's amazing to me, to, just to kind of jump in there, Dave, is like we're talking about a seven and four football yeah, team. Seven and four? Seven and four football team that has a a I'm going to put quotes around it a quarterback controversy because there's no quarterback it's not controversy. A controversy. Yeah, Zach Wilson I, I mean, sure, sucks. sure but you switch out your quarterback at this point in the season, like it's not a good sign. But th- but that's what I mean is like I don't understand where that came from. Did that come from the owner? Did that come from Woody Johnson? Did that come from Joe Douglas? It came from the Lamar game tape from Zach Wilson. It came from Zach. I understand that, but we, we I think it's if he took accountability. Back. If he took accountability for him being a fuck-up against biggest the Patriots, problem. he's still a quarterback in this the leadership, team. The leadership. Right? It, that's, that's really what it comes down to. When, when you suck that bad, when you're that bad, and they're like, hey, do you think you let your defense down today? The answer is fucking yes. The answer is fucking yes. And he and just came back with that no so fast, man. It was such a bad look. Salah had to replace him. He didn't have a choice. You know, it should be mentioned. At that point, you don't have a choice. It should be mentioned that now Bill Belichick has gotten a coach fired and a quarterback benched immediately after the games that he beat them in. And and this is something that's gone on, and, and, and it is kind of the Belichick factor. And granted, Zach Wilson's awful. I would love to have Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator in New England. I mean, I, I just, you take fucking anybody at this point. Let's be I, well, yeah, well, trust me. I was the guy sitting in the stands last week at the, at the Jets game saying fire Matt Patricia in the fourth quarter. I doubt um, you're the only one. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't. I I got a good I got a good um, uh, group with me on that one. But no, you know this Jets team is just an anomaly. It's weird because I I really like Robert Sala. I like what he's doing there. I like the way he built that defense. Sauce Gardner has been outstanding. But Dave, you you said it when you opened the conversation about the Jets. They're sliding, and this is where we see who they really are. And uh, I I disagree about about the Vikings. I don't think they're as flawed as people think they are. I think they've gotten to a point where there was a there was a point where we'll, we'll talk Cook, about we'll talk about the Vikings. They're, they're we will, but but there was a point where Dalvin Cook was their best offensive weapon, and Mike says it all the time: you can't win when the running back is your best position or best player on the field. I think that Vikings team is extremely good, uh, and I I actually think we'll they're underrated. Later. So but, just to finish up the conversation about the Jets, <laughs> well, that I was mean, my I love it. it's a good, it's a decent take, and it'll 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 definitely hold up in a few minutes when we talk about the Vikings. So. Unless something crazy happens from now until then, <laughs> like a bus accident or something. But I think uh, I think the breaking news. Um, the point the point that we're kind of making about the Jets and we're we're dancing around it a little bit is that there usually is a team, maybe not this extreme of an example, but there's usually is a team by about this time that had a hot start and is starting to get found out. And I think that without the benefit of a certified game-winning QB, you're not going to stop the slide. That's about that's inevitable for the New York Jets. And it seems like you guys aren't completely out on them. I'm not going to... We can't cross them off, basically, because they're on the power rankings. We can't cross them off. But I would love to revisit a cross-off next week, depending on their performance. But you guys have you guys have voted, and, and you've spoken. The tribe has spoken, so I'm not going to cross them off. It would have been 
Pretty epic to cross off the power rankings, Steve. I would have really enjoyed it, but that's fine. I do think Mike White's biggest accomplishment, though, is uh, simultaneously quarterback in the New York Jets and writing and show running White Lotus on HBO. I mean, it's an amazing it's an amazing feat to be able to do both of those things. The most erotic show of the fall. Uh, so if you haven't listened to it, this is not an advertisement, but go check it out. It's great. Thursdays uh, on, on NBC. It's on HBO, actually. Uh, Thursdays on HBO. And that's on Sundays. All right. So moving Sundays on, on HBO. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who I think, in my opinion, just to jump right the fuck in, are doing the opposite of what the Jets are doing. I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are on a fun little uh, fun little resurgence tour. And not for nothing, it's happening right around the fucking same time that the same exact uh, shit. Yep. That they're, that they're run out. I mean, it was this time last year, Bobby, that you and I agreed to bet on the Bengals to go to the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. And, and then we both got lazy and didn't do it, which I will never make that mistake again. But uh, I'm not betting on them to go to the Super Bowl just yet. But, I mean, they were just fucking there. And Joe Burrows, I, okay, so this is how I'm going to posit it to you. Joe, let's go to you first since he's your namesake. He's got a little... He's got a little body language change happening, Joe Burrow. Like, there's, he's never not confident, and I do love that about him. But there's certain, there's a certain swagger about his play now. Like a, a couple of like, you know, pointing to the first down, dropping the ball when he runs in for a first down, and he's making some kind of saucy plays and just being like, you know, that that fun little Joe Burrow minx that we know and love, and he's really bringing it. And I and I would you, my question is twofold. A, would you agree that there's a body language change in him? And B. Do you think that Joe Burrow is a good enough quarterback, a la the likes of your Aaron Rodgerses, your Tom Brady's, uh, to win no matter what has happened to his weapon core? Uh, if if the, the biggest criticism being if Jamar Chase goes down, Joe Burrow ain't Joe Burrow. I don't know if that's necessarily true. So I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the guy with the same name as you. Uh, well, I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow. And thank you for reading my mind. Thank you for asking the question that you did. Three and one without Very Jamar well. Chase. Uh, one and oh without Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Uh, T. Higgins has stepped up. Uh, sure has. He's incredible. a baller, bro. He's um, a baller. Yeah, Tyler Boyd stepped up as well. I mean, listen, I, I had Zach, Zach Taylor fired in 2020. I was like, he's the first coach out. He sucks. He's doing a hell of a job there in Cincinnati. I mean, they just took down the Titans again, like it's a 20 to 16. But they just beat the Titans, who right now are are a playoff team and probably going to win their division without two of the biggest weapons on that team and arguably one of the best receivers in the league. Can I actually interrupt you for one second, Joe? Yeah. I I want to let you continue, but just as a quick aside. All right, Kanye. No, uh, come on. I'm not taking your award away from you. So the just as a quick aside, if anyone's sticking around to listen to a Titan segment, they are a notable leave off on this power rankings uh yep. for for the record that they have for the fact that they're almost certainly going to win their division still and you know this being a new england centric podcast and their coach being mike variable uh it is a little strange that they're, that they're off the list but i would like to say that we don't care if you're mad because god are they a fucking boring team to watch oh, so <laughs> like boring. they really have no identity other than derrick henry so I'm glad to be rid of them off this power rankings personally. I fucking hate talking about the Titans. I really think we all knew they weren't going to bring anything to the table. And spoiler alert, they're not going to come up again for the rest of the show. So unless, of course, you guys make points about the the Bengals game because the Bengals are fun and interesting to talk about. So, Joe, please, I'm so sorry. Continue. The Bengals are fun and interesting because they're, they have a lot of flair. And you're right. Joe Burrow kind of has flair. this swagger back. Uh, the offensive line all of a sudden has learned how to protect their quarterback, too. 
uh, which is outstanding. I mean, he's been he's been upright. He looks healthy. He looks happy. I mean, knock on wood. I love watching Joe Burrow play. I love watching the Bengals play. They got a Same. fun kicker to watch. They got a fun defense to watch. They have a fun. Oh, I love kickers. Love them. Love them. I think they should uh, be banned man. from the sport personally. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who loves uh, football. Yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> this this is a big this is a big one this week for the Bengals and it's not going to knock them out of the top ten I don't think Bobby maybe I don't know if they lose to the Chiefs but really big game for both of these teams and I I think if if the Bengals have uh, have their their guys back I think they got an opportunity here I think this team is a real deal Dave I think you're right they're on the upswing and they're going to get healthy at the right time and it's it, I don't know if they're going to go back to the Super Bowl I don't know what they're going to do. But nonetheless, they are fun to watch, and uh, I think they're going to climb a couple spots next week. Yeah, it's it's funny that you said that this is the time last year they took off because literally it was right around this time, and the come-out party was a game against the Chiefs, if you remember mm-hmm. where it was that back-and-forth battle. So I, I, I think they have a legit chance to beat the Chiefs this week just because they seem to have their number. They beat them in that game, and then they beat them in the— yeah, they beat them in the playoffs in the AFC Championship game. Of course, you have um, to beat the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, man. So, the rules. <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely have a chance. And and like Joe just said, man, the fact that, that Joe Burrow has been able to do this, as I would call him, Joe Burrow, get it? Because he's got ice water in his vein. It's cold. Gotcha. You get it? Okay. Craig, you um, can edit that part out. It's fine. <laughs> the fact that he that he was able to do this without Jamar, man, it, it's just next level. Yeah. And then without Mixon, too, it, 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 it's crazy, up. man. It's crazy. It, I wonder, well, I wonder, is, is, for sure. is their ability to, you know, it's it's sort of hard to describe, but is their abil- ability to fly the plane and build it at the same time uh, kind of their their strength? Like, I feel like Joe Burrow, his identity is stamped all over this Bengals team. And it's what's kind of so likable about this Bengals team and, and why they're so entertaining. And it's we've been alluding to this talk and, and in this whole conversation. But if Joe Burrow and by extension, the Cincinnati Bengals are better when they're in chaos. They're better when shit's going a little crazy. They're better when their back's against the wall, which we've talked about. Does that sort of put them in, in, in pole position to be the team that figures it out by the time the playoffs come around? And then they look like the Bengals of last year at the right time. I mean, we've already seen it happen once. That, that this is the crazy the part. Am I talking, script, am I talking well, myself into betting script. on them getting to the Super Bowl again? Yeah, <laughs> yes, you are. But here, let me let, let me bring you down to earth real quick. And and th- this is their final there. six games of the season. The Chiefs, the Browns, who they've already lost to. They'll beat them. The Buccaneers. That's a dub, too. The Patriots. That's a 100% a dub, sorry. <laughs> the Bills. All right, I'll say an L there. And the Ravens. Yeah, they could beat the Ravens last game of the season. Sure. That, that, oh, that's and I was thinking, that might be to win the North. That might be right? a North that championship. That might be to right win, the, win right. the division. But like right there, like, yeah, I can I can agree with you, Dave. Like I see like a four and two, a three and three in there. Uh, is that enough? And will that be enough of a climb uh, for them to kind of shoot off into the playoffs and, and be able to 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 go? I mean, they could still take the, the number one seed. I mean, especially if they could come out and beat Buffalo. I mean, We'll see. I mean, I yeah, I'm sold on on the Bengals. Uh, I love watching this team. Like I've said a, a few times, and you you've said as well, Dave. But yeah, no, they're awesome. Nine, oh, they were on the team. Nine, nine to one to win the conference right now, and twenty that's, to one. No, twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. It's not as good as last say, year. Twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's because they got there last year. That's that's why. 
Well, uh, the point I was just about to make, and we'll, we'll move on now from the Bengals as much as I love talking about them, but uh, the point I was just about to make is if they run the table on those last games that Joe just described to us, they're, I think, the automatic favorites. Yeah, oh, other, sure. Other, other than the, you know, I mean, it's just like, because they've beaten the Chiefs, right? Everybody wants to write the Chiefs off, like, because it's it's kind of boring to have the Chiefs be the best team, because it's just been the case for so long, it feels like. And then they beat their division rivals to, like, saunter into the playoffs like they're hot you know i i think the odds are forever in their favor at that point but before there's a lot on, to do yeah please it, it so right now would you, you you both would take the Bengals over the ravens correct yes a, a healthy would. a fully healthy uh fully healthy Bengals team yes right yeah okay I, no, I just no, I've seen Joe Burrow do it. I haven't seen I haven't seen Lamar do it. That's sure. But and Dave, it's really it's really interesting the storyline because like you can't script it any better. Like, all right, so you go and beat Andy Reid, and like you said, running the table. So I'm kind of playing that. You go and beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and the Browns, whatever. Then you go and beat Tom Brady. Then you go and beat Bill Bill Belichick. Then you go and beat Josh Allen. And then you go and beat John Harbaugh and, yeah, and that's legit. Lamar Jackson. Like, dude, yeah. that's it. If you if you it's actually like think of those guys in the in the context of each one of those people that's a gauntlet man yeah that's like a fucking video game like all the all the hardest bosses like one after <laughs> the other after the other like you're officially the gym leaders by the end of that. all right yeah i mean i'm excited about the the rest of this Bengals season i think the context we put it in makes it all more fun and watchable and i really hope we do have a battle for the division by the time we uh we see that'd be great that'd be great that'd be fun our listenership in cincinnati just just uh raised exponentially yeah, I love it. <laughs> get us get us out there. Put us on the fucking bell tower. All right. So we're moving on to the San Francisco 49ers, who honestly have caused me just stress as I try to fall asleep at night. I have this little voice scratching at the back of my skull telling me that they might be the real deal. But they're, it's, this, it's this fucking Trojan horse, though, isn't it? Because everybody carrying it is made of fucking eggs. <laughs> like they're made of absolute fucking eggshells. The way Debo Samuel gets fucking tackled makes me like makes the foot like he's just so good in open space. But the hits he takes makes my stomach drop into my fucking balls. The uh, very noted injury record of Christian McCaffrey, as much as he is like sick on this team, if he would get more touches. But then if he gets more touches, he almost certainly goes to the fucking hospital. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo, who as much as he isn't Tom Brady. They need him if they're going to go anywhere. Like we just, that's obvious. We don't even have to really litigate that. And then who am I forgetting? That is also a super injury. George prone. Kittle. Kittle. Kittle's maybe. Injury prone. I, yeah. You know, I mean. He's maybe. injury prone. I, I mean, he's not. I, as I feel like he's had a good little guys. run though, right? He's had a good little run recently. But this team. Ever since is, you called him out, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a blocker now. And then all of a sudden yeah. he's just. And like, all of a sudden he's fucking three touchdowns. Keep, well, keep George, talking you're welcome. I'll send you my address for the thank you card. I mean, I've, it's you're not the first one I've done it to, and you won't be the last. <laughs> the curse, curse of the podcaster. But listen, I really do like the San Francisco team. I genuinely like them. I think their uniforms look cool. I think I love their players. I, I love their weapons. I, I would build a team that looks like this if it, if it were up to me, with the exception maybe a quarterback. But I. I want to love them. I really do. I want to bet on them. I want them to go far in the playoffs, but man, they are one bad injury away from being nothing. Bobby, talk me out of this. Are they going to be all right? Did yeah. they just hire better doctors? The the de- it, Honestly, the weapons don't scare me going down because the defense is so goddamn good, man. 
that's the best defense in the league. And that's that's coming from a Cowboys fan who there's, loves there's my a, defense. There's a, there's a couple studs on that defense a little injury prone also, though. Yeah, Bosa. Bo, Bosa's a little injury prone. Those, like, those muscles like to rip I'm off so, their you bodies. Mean bro, I'm so I don't understand it. But so I far this season. still be good if he went down. I really do. Like, I do think it's a well-run unit. But, I mean, it they, fucking hurts you if Bosa seven, goes down. Like, seven games so far out of ten. They've held their opponents under 17 points. No, they're unbelievable. That's so and, and they're they're lock, they're a lock for the number two defense in the league, I think. Right. It's 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 unbelievable how good they, I mean the last three or last four, 14 points, 16 points, 10 points, and a shutout. That's their last four games. So it doesn't it honestly, I mean, you, you look against the Saints, they didn't have a good offensive day against the Saints. They only won 13 to nothing. You know what I mean? So like it's not the offense that's gonna drive this team far into the playoffs. It's not. And it's not as that's not what scares me. It's not Jimmy that scares me. None of that scares me. It's man. not. No, it's it's, it's the it, full unit. It's it's the defense, bro. That defense is legit and they can beat. They can shut any offense down on any day. So that that's why they were they were. Where I would love are. to see them play the Cowboys in it. I mean, I don't. Oh, how, how nostalgic would that be? I would love that. I don't, I don't want to do that. Listen, we did that last me, year. I don't want to do it again. But for me, do it like, when, what, watching, if, like, we're all from the same generation. Like, watching the 49ers play the Cowboys in a playoff game to me is like, that's Feels like right, childhood. Right. You know, childhood. like, those are two teams that, like, should be there in the playoffs playing each other. Like, I love that. Like, I don't want to do like, it again. Uh, I'm okay. It's a, it's, it's a cold, it's a cold, cold Saturday, and we're tuning into the 49ers playing the Cowboys, like in Dallas. And then, like, there's like another NFC game going where the Bears are playing the Packers or something. Like, this is, these are the teams I want to see in the playoffs. Like, it's, it's really genuinely awesome. So, uh, before Joe, like, jumps out of his fucking underwear, I'm going to let him go off about Jimmy G a little bit because, quite frankly, like, we were wrong and he was right. I, I I don't. He played great I, against the Cardinals. Yeah, man. I mean, great I, again, I don't think he has the best deep ball in the world. And I was looking up deep ball stats in order to to lambast Jimmy G, and that's when I came across the uh, Lamar Zach Wilson tidbit. But statistically, his deep ball is not that bad. I think he knows when to throw it, and I think he's game management and his his play has been really great. I think Bobby was made a really good point about Christian McCaffrey being the perfect guy to come in for him. So. All right, Joe, it's your victory lap. I, I genuinely believe that Jimmy G is the reason what like they, they, he turned them into a, a, a contender this year. And maybe all they needed was competent quarterback play, but you're right. Dave, Dave, with all this deep ball talk, I'm wondering if you meant to Google balls deep and you kind of just got caught up in, in football. Jimmy G is... We can uh, edit that only... one out too, Craig. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy G is not only the most handsome quarterback in the NFL, uh, he, I think Tom Brady's probably still more handsome. Than yeah, him. I don't. I don't. It's close. Well, not not anymore. Not this. with those cheekbones. If we're going to litigate, right, not with those right, cheekbones. Not with the new is, cheekbones. Justin is, Fields is fucking great looking. Just just putting it out there. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, great you know, hair. Not great looking is uh, Trey Lance. What Trevor if, Lawrence is would be for some people. I think if, he would. If he, he would, when he cuts the hair, when he cuts the hair, he looks. No, he needs the hair. It detracts from the. Think so? Sunshine, sunshine, bro. It's the sunshine look. You got a Tim Riggins thing going on, you know? Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this 49ers <laughs> team. I love that. I, I echo everything Bobby said because he's absolutely right. The defensive unit is ridiculous. And that's, you know what? It's amazing because Kyle Shanahan is an offensive-minded guy. And his the best unit on that team is his defense. And he knows it. And I think there's a resurgence in the relationship between Shanahan and Garoppolo. And, and I think this is the best thing for that organization is I think they saw that Trey Lance wasn't ready or can't do it, one of the two or both. And when they... When I, think they brought, ever, I think America saw that, Joe. <laughs> yeah, sure. And when they brought Garoppolo back in, and then they they traded for... Well, his foot for, snapped in half, but, you know. That too. 
They Check traded that. for McCaffrey and they traded away Jeff Wilson to Miami, who's who, who they're going to meet this week. Well, well but to your, to your but credit, Joe, to, be to, a great to, game. to be honest, like, yeah, Trey, Trey Lance goes down. Fair enough. But Joe did say, which is sort of my whole point, like, if you take Jimmy back out after like Trey Lance's play up until that point and like, you know, once he comes back in, it's it, that would be insane. I, I really do think that Jimmy coming in is why they're. Doing what I agree. Doing. It is what you know. I mean, it's it's, it's you can't energy. as much as I want to shit on him. Like it's you can't like he's he's doing it. He's the guy, you know. And and he's managing the game, and that, and that's all he needs to do is just get the get he's the ball into fit. the hands he's of the playmakers fit. without a doubt. He can get the ball to nineteen. He can get the ball to twenty three. Uh, and and that's what matters at the end of the day is that he lets those playmakers make the plays. Uh, this week, Bobby, this might be the biggest game of the week. And we're talking about an AFC NFC matchup because America's these, game, America's game. These two teams are really good. The Dolphins and the 49ers. I'd love to see the 49ers knock them off, but we'll talk about the Dolphins in a little bit because I'm kind of starting to fall in love with them too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this 49ers team, man. I, I, I just, and, and Jimmy G is a big part of that. I, still hold it against the Patriots organization for trading him away, regardless of who the, the culprit was. Uh, because if they had kept him around or found a way, if Brady was the culprit and he was like, no, I'm staying. And then he pieced out. I don't, I don't know. doesn't matter. They should have kept him. They should have kept him around. They would have been in a much better spot than they are now, even with a winning six and five record. This 49ers team is the real deal. And, and I could, I could see them doing some damage. They just got to get, they got to stay either consistent or get hot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, it's an issue. Stay, stick with me here on this one. Cause I, I want to try and make this point, but it, it might be a little out there, but the edible did just kick in. So like, just yeah, bear with me. <laughs> um, I'm with you. As much as we've sort of thematically discussed on the power ranking show week in and week out, that it's difficult to determine who's the really good teams and who's the really bad teams. And especially even now in week 13, this late in the season, we should really know, uh, who's great and who isn't, but there's great flawed teams and, and, you know, teams that maybe aren't so good on paper, but they're still performing really well. And, and this theme is kind of stuck with us. I think what we do know though, about this season, and I think this, this has been sort of special about this NFL season in a narrative way is we know the likable teams that are good and the unlikable teams that are good. So I'm going to use this as a transition. So well, we have the, the San Francisco 49ers and we go like, I don't know, man. I, it'd be pretty cool to see them like make a run. If it's not going to, obviously it's not going to be the fucking bears, right? Like I need another team to sort of root for, right? To, to, to make a little run. Bobby, I know you're in a different position. You're obviously a, a Cowboys fan and they're, you know, they're going to compete with the 49ers in the NFC, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like they're just kind of a likable team. Like there's, there's studs all over their offense. Like we, we, you and I both fucking love great defenses. Joe, I know you do too. You come from a defensive heavy franchise. Like as much as, yeah, they had Tom Brady. I mean, the Patriots were, they're a defensive team. That's, that's what Bill Belichick year. is, right? Like, that's, that's his identity, right? So we all share that passion and that love. Now you have another team that's good on paper that we're going to move on to at number six in the power rankings. But, oh my, are they unlikable for whatever reason. I, it's, it's like, I, I, I like Dalvin Cook. You know, I, I like Jefferson. I, I like these players. But you have this, like, comedy villain in Kirk Cousins at quarterback. And I'm not going to relitigate the like Kurt and primetime thing as much as like maybe last week was like a little bit of a different story. The Cowboys coming in, we haven't had a chance to talk about this because we took a week up. The Cowboys coming in and taking a fucking shit on the head of the, of the Minnesota Vikings. It was, was so, so beautiful. Deeply satisfying to me. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons. 
One, I've, I've really enjoyed being high on the Cowboys this year. It's It's been like a really nice thing for me. Why? Because I'm not a full-blown Cowboys fan, so they can't break my heart. But they're a fun team to watch, so it's like nice to like trail them. And, like, and you know, I talked to Bobby once a fucking week on the show. But man, them shitting on the Vikings and then just like bending the Vikings over in front of the entire nation and being like, this is who they are. We know you thought this is who, we, who they are. This is who they are was so fucking satisfying to me. I enjoyed I just I, ne- I didn't turn it off. I didn't turn it they, off. I just until, I watched every until score. CBS turned it off for you. <laughs> right? until CBS, no, I, like, I had it on the no, I had it on the I had it on the Sunday ticket. I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I watched every single thing. So at the end of the day, thankfully, we know who the Vikings are now. So they've dropped mercifully dropped down the power rankings a little bit. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. But do you kind of get what I'm saying about like the good likable teams and the and the good non-likable teams? It's going to come up again when we get to the Dolphins. It's going to come up again when we get to the Eagles. Like it, there's something about these teams. There's now an identity that's emerged and it's really fun to watch. So the vaudevillian uh, villain Vikings uh, come in hot at number six. Bobby, they're not winning a Super Bowl, right? No, no. they're not. Listen, Thank this God. team, th- yeah, this team was... Like kind of like the the Steelers of the past, where it's like their 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 spot at the top of the power rankings was was strictly because of their record and how good they were doing. Listen, they're nine and two, and they're number six. They if they have a better record than every team except for the Eagles that are ahead of them. Okay, and, let me and, ask you this question. Then. That's a, that's a perfect segue. Let me ask you this question. We're gonna do a little mini version of the game to both of you. Vikings play the 49ers in the in the in, in the NFC playoffs. 49ers, right? 49ers. Yeah. 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 Vikings play, let's see, let's see. The Cowboys? Cowboys, Cowboys. We just saw, we just saw how that goes. They play the Eagles. Eagles, obviously, Eagles. right? There's there's so many teams that can destroy their playoff run. <laughs> like, there's just so many. And I feel confident at this point that we're going to see them go out in the first round. But that's, what I, I need, sorry to interrupt. Please continue. It's those four teams, though. Uh, those three teams, right? Like, I could see the Vikings being in the final four in the NFC and not getting past any one of those teams. And Kirk Cousins has to win a fucking playoff game for that to happen. I just don't so, see it. Yeah, here's a question for you, right? The season yep. ends today. They play the Commanders in the first round. I mean, I'm taking the Commanders. I'm taking the Commanders. You know what? I'm taking the Commanders. They look legit. They do look legit. You see Robinson, that rookie? He's fucking sick. And he was shot before the season. Like, literally spent like... Like I'm getting one. Looking get. Let me let me know if you want a big hat. I got. If they play the fucking, if they play the Vikings and they beat the Vikings, I'm fucking coming on this podcast in a big hat. That's fucking happening. Yo, can we can we actually make that agreement? Let's make that agreement. Oh hell yeah, I'm buying a big. Oh yeah, we can do that. The worst part, and I know we're now talking a little bit about the Commanders, but let let's do that. Let's play that. game. They deserve it. If they if they they do because they played very well. I'd have them on this. I'd have them on this top ten above at least two teams that I can see right now. Yeah, and, and I mean they could be. They're they're a very good. I mean that NFC East is it's really good. Like all yeah. four of those teams can play football, uh, and they're all fun to watch. I I love watching the Giants. Actually, the Eagles are my least favorite to watch in that in that division. And and I the Commanders are just so much fun. I think Taylor Henneke deserves a starting job somewhere. Mm-hmm. I I really do. And if it's in Washington, it, it's in Washington. I think that kid is underrated. I I don't think he's. I think he's better than like Kirk Cousins on the surface. But I don't think he's Carson ever going to like win. Well, no, he, well, the, that experiment's I mean, over, thankfully. It's kind of, I kind of like to, I like him a little bit more. Well, A, for two reasons. Right. A, because it means we never have to see Carson Wentz again. And B, that Jordan thing that he's doing with the Jordans, where he buys a new pair of Jordans for every team he beats. That's pretty fucking cool. 
Yeah, it I is. He's he's yeah. a badass. I love watching Taylor Hennigy play. There's a reason why I started him in my fantasy league. It, it hasn't gotten me a win yet, but I just love the kids. So I, I got him there. Him and Justin Tucker, they'll start every week. But yeah, no, he's, he's keeping Vikings, all those kids. He's keeping all those kids that work in those sweatshops that makes those make those Jordans employed. So it's true. that's that's an act of, of magnanimous kindness, if you ask me. Um anyway. Leave that part <laughs> in, Craig. <laughs> What a sweatshop humor doesn't fucking get your ball rolling. Bobby? That's 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 too far. That's too Bobby. That's nobody. Where we've hey, Bobby. None of them are listening to this show. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to on their three minute break. Yeah, um, fucked up, dude. Hey, too far, man. Too far. No, my bad. Anybody, that, was, that was too far. Um, I, you know what, the, I support on. the unionization of all sweatshop employees and Starbucks workers. Next. But listen, I, I just think it speaks volumes to who the Vikings are that we all just sat here and said that we think <laughs> the Taylor Heineke Commanders could beat them in the first round of the playoffs. So, like, yeah. I feel like that's really what, what the Vikings are. You know what I mean? They're, hey, they're just because their owner sucks and just because their name sucks doesn't mean we can't put some respect on oh, them. Oh, my God. And that foot. Did you see that Sean Taylor that mannequin? So bad. Oh, that was that's so, so embarrassing. So two embarrassing. years in a row. Two years they, in a row they did that to him. You know they literally, fought, they, they literally hired Ron Rivera just to have some respect in that organization because yeah. – I, I mean, I I do like Ron that, Rivera. I mean, I, I think everybody likes Ron Rivera, so I agree with that. But I think, man, I don't know. I don't know why he went to work there for that fucking guy. But it is it is a good, fun. I think you can watch. I mean, you just reminded me though that we were like talking nicely about a fucking Dan Snyder owned fucking uh, Washington Sorry. Commanders football team. And now just I'm just out. think of the big hats. That's how I'm gonna like them. The big hats just does it. Remember, remember, yeah. remember when honestly, Dan Snyder came out and was like, "Remember when Dan Snyder came out and said he had dirt." Hey, sorry, remember when Dan Snyder came out and said he had dirt on all the owners, and then they were like, hey, fuck you, Dan Snyder. And he, like, backed down like a child. <laughs> so, yeah, you're He's right, such right, a little bitch. Dan, Dan Snyder is the worst owner in, in, in all of sports. I, I don't... He's awful. I'm just, I, I just feel like, well, I don't know, those, like, fucking oil money fuckers that own, like, Manchester City yeah, that are, like, and, chopping and people's fen- heads off. I'm not entirely sure that's, that's, that's probably a little worse, but... I think, uh, I think it's... If, if a bunch of dirt came out, of, again, about, like, NFL owners, like, would anybody really care or be surprised? Like these people are all awful. <laughs> We're like aware of that. We just have to like live in a little bubble where we think about the big hats, like Bobby says. Right. I think I think I Dan Snyder's probably I he's got probably not even the worst fucking one of all the owners. He's probably just the one that does the most out loud. Anyway. Uh, it's it, he is pretty bad though. All right, moving on. Thank God we're done talking about the Vikings. I'm hoping to not see them on this list by the end of the fucking year. I'm sick of talking about them. It's they're not good. We know they're not good. They're not gonna do shit. I wish you could short sports bets like you can stocks like i wish i could bet on the vikings to not win the super bowl but like it really doesn't work like that all right moving on to the strange and flawed buffalo bills i think yeah, they're still look them. look I, I think that here's here's what i think, right i i think i was happy to be proven right in the sense that i i continually bang the drum of like you can't be talking about josh allen like you talk about pat mahomes it's just it's ludicrous and it's not fair at this point in their in their respective careers however He's getting a little bit of a harder time than he maybe deserves. And I'm not 100% sure it's like Josh Allen's fault that they look weird. And, you know, I'm not one to like want to give credit, you know, to just the quarterback and like beat, beat him up when it's him uh, kind of sliding. But if if they want, if they, if they won a bunch of games leading into the playoffs and they still, they, they, rem, they return to looking like the contender that they came into the season as, would anybody really be that surprised? I mean, they're still a fucking wagon, right? Like we say it every week. I, I know they look strange and I know they look flawed and I know they look beatable. And I know that I still think that if they saw the Chiefs in the AFC championship game at 
and I think it would be at Arrowhead at this point. I think they're fucked. I think they're going to get buzzsawed. But like, they they still got something about them. You can't just write them off just because they've like lost a couple of games. We don't want to be too reactionary about the Bills, right? Or am I crazy? A big test for this team, Dave, is what happens. Well, as we're recording, what happens tomorrow night uh, when this comes out? What happens tonight when they play the Patriots at Gillette in Foxborough? You know, Sean McDermott always has a hair across his ass for Bill Belichick. And and most coaches do, but we've seen kind of outbursts from McDermott in the media regarding Bill Belichick. So, I mean, let, let's let see, because I think, I think Sean McDermott is headstrong, and I think that's part of their issues. I think another part of their issue is that jo- Josh Allen is uh, is injured. I, I think there is something to that U- UCL injury. Uh, the biggest thing that they improved on this year is that they have a, an actual running game, and Devin Singletary looks like an actual NFL running back. Uh, their defense is is really good. They did lose Von Miller though, which is it's a, just big, t- it's t- a big it's big loss. For that it's defense. tough, isn't it, to say that much shit to talk that much shit about the fucking Minnesota Vikings, and they beat the fucking Bills, and it's just like it's so disconcerting at the same time. It's right? parody, it's, Dave. It's just all parody. Well, I mean, but well, I, if they but have I, parody with the Vikings, then we shouldn't spend that much time fucking talking about them, right? Yeah, but we're not we're not talking about the Brad Childress coached Vikings. We're not talking, you know, like I I think your biggest thing against drop. the Vikings is is Kirk Cousins, and I don't blame you for that reason. I don't blame you for that because I'm the one that will talk you into a mediocre quarterback like Kirk Cousins. We we played that game before on many shows. I think the Bills are more unlikable than the Vikings. The Bills are the wagon. The Vikings are the pretenders. And it's I Mike don't Zimmer see too. it's Mike Zimmer too a little bit just for the record. Oh, Mike it's Zimmer. Not, yeah, it's you're, not you're just right. Kirk Cousins. But. Yeah, no, no, but Kurt, but Kevin O'Connell's their head coach, former yeah, former Patriot, former uh, right, right, quarterback, right, Kevin right. O'Connell. And yeah, now, I mean he's that's done a nice weird job. too. That's he's weird done a nice too. Job. I mean, it's it's, it's but, not as it's not as if that resume is really going to fill me with a ton of confidence either, like in the head coaching position. I know it's not Jeff Saturday, but still, I think that like. Back to the Bills, because it seems like the fucking Vikings are like, just haunting my fucking soul. But I think when you talk about when you talk about the Buffalo Bills, they're still winning their games. Like, I know they probably should have beat the Detroit Lions by a little bit more. But like, come on, like, they're still fucking winning their games. Like, they're still the Buffalo Bills. Like, they don't look like themselves. I agree. But like, but they're still they're getting gonna, it done. They're getting yeah. it done when they need to get it done. They're still I think, I think their the division. worry and the thing we're all kind of talking about is maybe and we can talk about this because they're the next team on the list. It's maybe the Dolphins breathing down their neck a little bit. I think I think there's like that thing. There's a world where they don't win their division because of the Dolphins. Well, what scares me with the Bills a little bit is the red zone troubles. That's what scares me. Well, is, I mean, that's it, how that's how like the Bucks started off the season, right? And like yeah, what's happened to them, you know? It's, it's, if you can't score. The bro, especially when you get that close, Josh Allen has the most red zone interceptions in the NFL so far this year. He has five. Yeah. And it, like it just it just feels like you, you guys remember the Josh Allen of three years ago where he was amazing. But he would always do that weird, weird shit at the end of the games where he'd throw it behind his head. He would do so. Listen, he's not doing that, but I don't trust him as much in the red zone anymore, guys. And like that Vikings game just smelled for me, man. Because listen, I know that they had that game, but you can't lose a game when you have the ball. But the other thing with no timeouts, fumbling the ball into the yeah. end zone, elite NFL teams do not do that. I know that was, really, that was a really that was a really big that was a red flag. That was I right love common denominators. Don't do it. I love common denominators as I've said before. And one of the biggest differences for the Bills this year from last year and the last few years is the fact that Brian Dable is no longer the OC. 
That's, I think that has something. To, yeah. I think that has something to do with this. I mean, yeah. look at what Brian Dable has. Yeah, has, he's really good. Has made Daniel Jones look like in New York. Like he literally saved the career of Daniel Jones just by getting hired as the head coach there. Like he, you want to talk about quarterback whispers when we're talking about a Frank Reich or an Adam Gase? No, it, this is that guy, and I think that that's part of part of his troubles is the fact that he doesn't have that guy anymore. Hmm. But what about this offense being right there? I mean, we might as well transition into this conversation. Like, that, we're going to do your again, top four games since there's two and two. I do want to touch on the Dolphins a little bit, though, because they really okay. do hit. They do hit the theme of the likable. <laughs> like, they are so ludicrously likable. Like, you even said it, and they're in your division, right? So, it, that, that's, a, that's a hard thing to admit. I, don't, I can't see a world where I ever am sitting on this podcast and being like, you know, the Green Bay Packers are a pretty likable team this year. And it's, it's just like, it, to me, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's the head coach and his relationship with Tua and their fun little like back and forth. Yeah, it's their fact that they have the best wide receiver duo like ever, and they're like fucking ton tons of fun to watch. But also, it's I think the fact that they're a little bit of a surprise. Like I I think we could have maybe predicted they were going to be okay, but I think they might be legitimate contenders. Like sort of informed by the fact that they're the fourth best team in the NFL according to Bobby this week. So. And I think well-deserved. So briefly, I because we are going to do the, the final four uh, game at the end. Do If you had to pick between, since the Bills are not now, are now not involved in the final four game, if you had to pick between the Bills and the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game right now. Bobby, you ready? Do you want to say it at the same time? Yeah. One, two, three. Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Which is weird because the Bills beat the fucking Chiefs this year. Yeah, so, but like, but they've got that magic about them. There's a little bit of a fucking pixie dust about them this and year. And Jeff Wilson's perfect for that yeah. offense, man. He Incredibly that running, perfect. he he fits into that zone run scheme so well. And having the Wilson Mostert combo now—that's so much speed in the backfield yeah. to add on to the most speed I've literally ever seen from those two wide receivers. It, it, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. Do you remember Week One? Or was it? I think it was week one or week two. We were talking about overreactions and how much we love them. And one of the main ones we brought up was, is this the best wide receiver duo we've ever seen? And, you know, some people were, yes, it's overreaction. No, it's that, bro, this isn't an overreaction anymore. I mean, their These numbers, their numbers are don't unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And Tua looks like a real NFL quarterback. And again, another coach that goes in, takes over, changes the system a little bit. And you're right, Dave, you said it, and their back and forth is incredible. Just the way they talk to each other. It's Half of my TikTok a, feed is just like those two talking to each bro, other. It's because I keep sending them to you guys in the Discord. <laughs> it, was, it, it was unbelievable, too, because of the way like he, he came out this week and, and spoke about that whole relationship and how much it changed him as a quarterback. And, and you could see it because last year, you know, when a quarterback's playing timid, it's so obvious. You know what I mean? Like you, you can literally see them why or pump those throws and be like, oh, I'm going to hit that throw. And then they don't do it. Dude's well, not doing that. Confidence this year, is man. such a big part of that position. You yeah. hundred like, percent. The confidence in yourself, confidence in your line, your lines, your, your, your offenses, confidence in you, uh, your relationship with your defense. And I think that those intangibles, if you're going to bottle that of every NFL team, the most full bottle right now would be the, the yep. Miami Dolphins. I, I just think that there's something about the way that they're, joined together as a cohesive unit and the way that they lead and 
Bobby made this great point. I keep uh, a couple of weeks ago on the power rankings. I keep thinking about whenever I, I listen to them, talk to each other, like it, there's such like millennials, like there's such like our age, our generation, like you're starting to see guys in their early thirties, like get into these positions and, and they sort of talk like us and they, they see the game like we do. And it's, the it's players a cool respond and, to it so much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, so the players are younger, you know? And, and yeah. I think he talks to them. I think he has an authority about him, but I think he talks to them like they're they're like they're people. And and I think as the as sports and and specifically this game moves forward, you have to understand that like generations as they come through are like so much more educated about about who they are. They have so much easier access to information. And our generation was like not super respectful to our elders. If you guys remember it, like I think the next one after us isn't going to be much better. And I think it's because we have a respect is earned attitude as, as a generation, because we like keep watching ludicrous tragedies happen like once every few years. And it's, we're a little, maybe a little bit jaded. And I think you can see that with, with the kind of reflection of, of who these guys are and the way that the way that they're, they're running the team. And I just think it's fucking awesome. I, I've worked for the guy. Oh, um, no doubt. Mike McDaniel is just, He's something else. And like you said, he, yeah. it's the way he talks to the guys, but he's so it's, it's weird. Cause he's so out there, but he's so down to earth. And some of the things he says, you can tell he's just messing with the media. Uh, but then he's they love him. Though. Like he has them. He has them on oh, side, which is such his, an asset in his back pocket. And, yeah. and he is just, he's so fun to watch on the sidelines. And, uh, and you know what? I think the biggest thing for him is, and I think it's carried over to Tua. I think the game moves slow for him. You know what I mean? Like the game doesn't speed up. It's he's got like a football bad. brain. Yeah, yeah, he's got a football brain. It's just the way he's wired. And I think that that's helped too. And I think that relationship on the sideline to get to it to stop thinking about what he's going to go do next. And, and then instead of just going and doing it, I think mm. it's really helped. And I, I just, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to say as a Patriots fan that I like this Dolphins team. I like their head coach. I would love to have him in New England. And I think that's another thing from my standpoint as a fan. And, and Craig, Craig might even agree with this, but just... Hearing and seeing and and knowing who Bill Belichick is, and then seeing this side of a head coach, is just so it's refreshing. It, mm. It's just so, it's nice to see and, and just a different style. Before we move on, I got one last question about the Dolphins for you, Bobby. We've often touched on the theme of the quarterback being the guy. We've all written off Kirk Cousins. You know, nobody thinks Carson Wentz is going to do anything at the start of the season. We're right, you know. We just had a whole conversation about the Miami Dolphins and nobody was like, yeah, but Tua can't, you know, nobody was like Tua. It's like, is he, do we all believe that maybe he could be? Is that Bobby? What do you think? Yeah, man, I do. I mean, (laughs) you're the right man for the question. (laughs) You you think about what Tua was in college, man. And it's not like he came out of nowhere. It's not like throwing was ever his biggest challenge or anything like that. But the but, translation to the NFL and his first it was his tough. first performances, you know. But when you have someone that makes your brain just exactly what Joe said, he's not thinking. He's just watching things happen and reacting to it rather than, oh, no, I can't throw here. I can't do this. And he, he literally already came out and said all this. He so, sees the Matrix code now. He sees, right, he, he sees, the, he sees the McDaniel code. <laughs> you know, and just like he just like the POV shot and just like bubble heads of Mike McDaniels just being like, no, don't think about that. Just like be just floating through the air just like Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. Don't think too much. Um, yeah, I think this week is a big test for Tua, though. Yeah. If he can come out and have an efficient outing and e- even if they lose to the Niners, right? If he comes out and looks 
like an all pro NFL against quarterback defense. against this defense, he is real. Period. Hundred percent. I mean, it's a great point because I I really think you know, and we've talked we've talked about this. We've we've said this week is a big blank for blank a few times on this show, and I think we should keep this in mind going into watching uh, the games Thursday and and, and Sunday and Monday because. I think this time next week on the power rankings, we're going to know a lot. We're going to yeah, know a lot. We'll know and a lot. I, and I, cause this is, this might be the pivotal week. This might be the most important week we've had so far. I mean, you can sort of say that about, about chronological weeks as, as things go on, but, but because of the matchups and the way things are falling across the whole league, I, I think we're going to know so much. Going to be a great red zone day on Sunday, everybody. Going to be a great sure fucking red zone day. There's nothing better than beer in and seven hours stuff. of commercial free it, football. It's literally, it's literally the greatest show on TV. <laughs> There's nothing better. <laughs> so, it really is. It's fantastic. So uh, if you're not a red zone person, you got to get I don't on. like it. It's, 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 Listen, it's expert. It's expert level stuff. Quick little tangent. I, I watch football with people, right? Uh, we were watching red zone. People, I, I have people tell me this. Like, oh, I don't like red zone. I can't like zone in on one game. I'm it's like, oh, I can't, so I can't zone in with, on one game. So you don't <laughs> like excitement. You don't like excitement. You don't like fun. Is that what you're telling me? My wife has said I, that to me before. It's like, oh, I, I can't tell when it switches. And I and I literally said to her one day, just kind of being an ass. I was like, when the uniforms look different, like, what do you like? They tell <laughs> you, you when they're switching. Like Scott oh, Hansen tells you when they're when they're switching games. My, my aunt said the same thing to me this weekend when we were watching uh, at her house. And I was like, hey, red zone. And she was like, oh, yeah, I can't really follow it. And I'm like, the same thing, Crazy. Bobby. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know the way both. Well, I love my aunt and I love my wife, but we got we got a real serious issue here. I can't watch you know one the- game. I literally my brain, <laughs> no, it's my like brain the, won't it, let me do it it's anymore. For the, it's for the attention deficit generation, you know. Bro, you perfect. know the way Scientology has like all those weird ranks where they're like, "You're a Corporal C Captain level now. <laughs> we're all Octobox level Red Zone watchers, oh, and yeah. we're, lo- we're looking at single box people. And we're just yeah, like, guys, true. come on, come on. I mean, I got so my excited. Octobox badge like four years ago. It's it. You gotta you gotta get on my fucking level here. All right, that was fun. So uh, every week on the Power Rankings, we play a little fun game with the top three or now recently top four once it's actually been relevant. Uh, we, again, have two AFC teams and two NFC teams in the top four. So I'm going to pose this question to the expert panel uh, like I do every week. You have the Chiefs playing the Dolphins in the AFC championship game. Who are you sending to the Super Bowl? Different question than what I asked before in uh, who you would rather send against the Chiefs. You decided, both of you, to send the Dolphins. Are they getting past Pat Mahomes at this point? At this point, are they getting past Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in in Arrowhead, if we're being honest? Well, while Bobby thinks they can. Bobby looks like he's in pain right now. Well, no, it's tough. It is painful. I'm hiding it a little bit better than he is. It's painful because the Chiefs, the Chiefs have their flaws, too. Let's let's not get that wrong. They have their flaws. There, There are points in the game. Uh, where where they they look flawed, but it's minor flaws. I mean, they have three running backs. One's hurt right now, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But they have three running backs that can run the ball. They have had no problem at receiver without Tyreek Hill. In fact, I've seen Juju Smith Schuster, and and some I feel like Pat Mahomes is better now. Like he had oh, to get yeah that, yeah without a doubt that, because yeah, you know. they got guys that are not only going to go out and catch passes, but they're willing to block and put their bodies on the line. You're not talking me to the Dolphins, right now, just for the record. So, but <laughs> listen, the Chiefs are clinical. the The Dolphins are high flying. They're gonna they're gonna try and punch you in the mouth. I think, especially in an AFC Championship style. 
But I think, you know, you look at Mahomes versus Tua, Mahomes wins that battle. You look at Reed versus McDaniel, Reed wins that battle. I, I think the Chiefs are still going through. But the Dolphins can win that. That's because that's the through. answer. That's because that's the fucking answer. Like, let's not sit here and talk Don't tell me what the, the answer is, Dave. I'm, tell- <laughs> I'm telling you, you know what? You can't fire me. I quit. You can't sit here. No, we're not going to sit here and say that the Dolphins are going to beat the fucking Bobby Chiefs. Bobby, say it. Game. Bobby. I can't, I can't Bobby. I'll press, I'll, I'll pull the plug. I'll, I'll delete the internet right now. Before this goddamn thing he, goes on, he the has that airways. ability. He lives. He lives in Los Angeles. He could. Go ahead, Bobby. That's where we're stationed at. Electric Ads. Or Winter's Edge. Do we even? Do we say that before? Yeah, we oh, did. I fucking forgot. I'll re-record. Did we forget to? We're part of the yeah, Winter's Edge. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I didn't even yell at I'll re- I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again at the start. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. You're right. Uh, it. It's the. Uh, listen. I know we just kind of talked about to it how he's real and blah 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 blah. It's really 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 hard. To pick Tua over Pat Mahomes, I'm sorry. It just it is, man. Yeah, and it should be. It, it, and and <laughs> the exactly hey, what Joe Pat just Mahomes said, only has one year left after this in the NFL. Plus, plus on top of that, I think a very underrated thing that not a lot of people are looking at, and I actually looked to pick him up in our fantasy league today. But Mitch Asans has already got him. Is Melvin Gordon going to the Chiefs? All right, he wasn't. He, he, they, they dropped him. The Broncos dropped him, A, because their season's literally a, good a dumpster fire. And, and he's already the best running back in my, he's the best pure running back in that running back room now. And I think you're going to see him make a difference in the, yeah, it's the Chiefs. We don't even need to talk about it anymore. It's the Chiefs. <laughs> all right. So we've, we've, we're all agreed we're sending the Chiefs in the AFC. It was more of a conversation when the Bills were, were like less suspicious, but we've all agreed on that. That's, that's cool. I'm really excited to get to this one because, if we're to take, we now have the Cowboys as at number three in the power rankings, and the Eagles at number two. They've dropped down from uh, their their vaunted place at number one, where they kept most of the season up until a couple of weeks ago. The Chiefs are now number one. We have the Cowboys and the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, gentlemen. I have to ask you, which one are you sending to the Super Bowl? And I gotta tell you, I'm sending the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> All fucking Bobby, should day. you abstain? Should you abstain from this, Bobby? No, we need it. We need the votes, man. All right, he, go, go ahead. He's Bobby. earned saying this. He's watched this Cowboys team do this shit. He's earned this fucking moment in the sun. So what's get the so I am picking the Cowboys. Surprise, surprise. But <laughs> Spoiler what's, alert. What's what scares <laughs> me about this is what the Cowboys crux is, and I've been saying this all year, is the two teams that can stop the Cowboys from going to the Super Bowl, the 49ers and the Eagles. In my opinion, those are the only two teams that have what it takes to beat this defense because of that zone run scheme, because they can put up 200 yards on any defense on any day. That not being said, not the Vikings, I think okay. Jalen Hurts crumbles against this pass rush in the playoffs. I, I really do. I, I, I think this Cowboys pass rush is elite, and especially if we get OBJ to come in and add that extra weapon on that offense. Everybody man. thinks they're going to get OBJ, though. Like, every team thinks they're going to get him. So that's- Look, he's looking, he's looking like the Cowboys, though. No, I'm picking the Cowboys. I, 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 come on. Come on. I, I said I, it last year and I my, was My soul on. literally would not let me. I could try <laughs> and say the Eagles and my soul wouldn't let me do it. So, it's like yeah. that, it's like that it. scene in Liar Liar when he can't say the, the team is the Eagles. Yeah, Boys. you wouldn't be Cowboys. able to do it. What color is that pen? I said it last year uh, and I was wrong. And I'll say it again this year. If the Cowboys sign OBJ, they don't go to the Super Bowl. I do, however, think you're right, one, that if they play, so we're just going by power rankings, obviously, because it's the power ranking show. 
if they play the 49ers before they get to the Eagles in the NFC Championship, I think that's really their their crux here. Like that's that's where the issue is going to happen. What's that? Kryptonite. I, I Kryptonite. do. I feel. I, I feel that. No, I feel the 49ers have have are the fucking are the Cowboys Kryptonite. Yeah, they, they, they have been. Not so they will be again. They, not, they need to not. See, they need to not see them if they're going to get to the NFC Championship game. I agree. But I think. I think this Eagles team is. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> they're nine and do you one. You see record. the stress in me. Just yes. just thinking about that. Their nine and one record is a facade. I think that. You know, the, the the big three factors, right? Like I look at the defenses. The Cowboys' defense is better. I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, but I think Dak Prescott has a bigger set of nuts than than Jalen Hurts. Uh, and Bobby, I think your I think your hat might like blow off your head when I say this. I I think Nick Sirianni is not a good NFL head coach, and Mike McCarthy wins the coaching battle here because he's been there before, he's done it before, he has a Super Bowl ring. Absolutely, the Cowboys beat the Eagles and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with you there. I thought. Fucking Vikings never fired Mike Zimmer. So I'm gonna cry. Uh at the end of the day, I think it's gonna be a really interesting playoffs. It's gonna be a really interesting week this upcoming week. That would be the best Super Bowl matchup out of everything, right? Cowboys Chiefs. Cowboys that, Chiefs. That, that would be, be a lot of fun. It would be it would be really tough though, because on the show, I would have to really talk to you about contingency plans for the inevitable. Chiefs yeah, victory. That, that would be yeah, Super Bowl. That would be an because it's bad. It's bad to watch your team lose in the Super Bowl, man. It's bad. It hurts. It hurts because like that week and knowing you, they give you an extra week to think about it, and then you're like, oh, what if they win? What if they win? And I know you, and there's gonna be a lot of what if they win in your brain, and then like, I'm just I'm yeah, gonna be gotta really, hear about it in the really, Discord for two weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna be really concerned about um, the sexual... if this happens. I'd be blowing up that Discord. No, it I'm would serious. just be all I, day long. But if they, if, they, if they went if they went to the Super Bowl and lost, I'd be really concerned about the sexual tension between you and a nine millimeter. I I would be very very <laughs> concerned about it, and we would have to really like have to like have people watching you at all times. But this has not passed yet. This is a super fun week coming up. I'm really excited about it, uh, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week about the awesome and fun NFL season. This has been missing the point. Brought to you by the Winner's Edge Podcast Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good rest of your night. Welcome, explorers of the human experience. This is Let's Talk Soul, and I'm your host, Claudia Monicelli. We're not afraid of the great mysteries of existence here. Soul versus consciousness, we're on it. Spirituality versus science, we've got that covered too. Join us in navigating these profound topics with wisdom, curiosity, and a dash of audacity. Whether you're a spiritual veteran or just starting your journey, Let's Talk Soul is your passport to the unknown. Let's Talk Soul, diving into the depths of the human spirit. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric Acid.
Electricast. <laughs>